When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No brakes, no brakes, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. It's the stage of the season where changes are happening, and there's been quite a few of them at the Birmingham Brummies. On the episode this week, we hear from the Brummies CEO, Nigel Tolley. I left the meeting and went back to the hotel, sat there in the bar, contemplating. I thought, we've got to move quickly. We really have got to move quickly. It coincided with Lawrence Rogers taking a step away from team management on health grounds and taking up a new role in the club. So new manager is Stuart Dixon, who now takes charge of two clubs in British Speedway. Uh, I find myself based in the sort of Midlands area anyway. You know, those, so Birmingham on a Wednesday night. Long chats with both of those guys in part two of the podcast. We start off, though, looking at the Sports Insure Premiership. It was a busy Monday night with action both at the National Speedway Stadium and live on TV at Foxhall. By golly, that was Speedway at his very best there, people, that's for sure. We'll hear from Richie Hawkins, Simon Stead, and also Danny King, who's got back to winning ways with the Ipswich, which is also reaction from the National Speedway Stadium as the Bellevue Aces defeat the Kingsland Stars, but it was closer than many would have thought. We got uh, two important home meetings now against Wolverhampton and then Lava Neurosport on Monday against Leicester. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed that uh, we will uh, get the win and also uh, see a lot of people um, in the stadium. More from Nikolai Clint to come. We also hear from Steve Worrell as well before the end on the week of his testimonial and much more besides. All coming up on British Speedway's official podcast. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. Once again, lots to get through this week. And, uh, well, you've heard there all the stuff that's coming up. But the focus in the second part very much on the Birmingham Brummies, who certainly have had a lot going on over the last week and uh, more to come as well. So more about that on the way in part two. But we're going to start off by looking back at the action from Monday night in the Sports Insure Premiership. And Ipswich got back on track in the race for Sports Insure Premiership playoffs after they defeated Sheffield 51-39 in a thriller at Foxhall. The Witches had lost their previous three matches but hit back with victory over the Tigers led by top two Emil Saifutinov who got 11 plus one bonus and Jason Doyle who scored 12 with skipper Danny King returning to form on 11 reserve Keenan Rue notching an important 10 plus three as well. But it was Tobias Musilak who was outstanding for the Tigers with 15 points and was involved in a stunning heat 13 involving Doyle, Saifutinov and Jack Holder. Takes her up, what a start on the inside by Musilak he fires himself to the front Doyle chops back to the inside here comes Jack Holder down the inside oh how tight's that Saifudinov up the inside going into turn three Saifudinov and Doyle now coming through Doyle's hit the front what a stunning opening lap that was on Speedway superb stuff and he also just missed out to Saifudinov in heat 15 as well which was also a pretty exciting race to watch let's hear from some of those involved then we'll hear from Simon Stead shortly. First of all, the Witches team boss, Richie Hawkins, speaking to Mike Boswell. Very good performance. Um, we needed it. Bounced back really well, showed great fighting spirit and, um, yeah, a lot of mental strength to come back after a tough week and put in a 
right up there with one of our best performances of the season. And some fantastic riding. I mean, how much did you you intake your breath as they went into the third bend in Heat 13, all four riders? Heat 13 is one of the um, best races you're ever going to see. Um, now I've been involved in the sport since every day of my life and you don't see many races like that. It was absolutely, yeah, outstanding. And I suppose that's when you get four top riders in it. And um, we love it when, when uh, in, a, in some ways, we love it when Doyle and Emil miss the start because what they always put on a great race. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, there wasn't uh, much space there, you know, a slightest error and it would have been a big one. But um, yeah, brilliant race. And looking down the riders' schools, obviously a, a new team riding order. How did you feel that kind of riding order went and some improved scores as well? Yeah, it really helped. I think it helped, obviously, having Keenan at reserve and he was on fire tonight and rode really well. So um, I think a few meetings at reserve will really help him um, with how the averages work. I would, I would say he's only going to get three meetings, um, certainly if he's riding like he did tonight. But... Um, Daniel actually, number two, scored a very valuable number two point. You get number five points from your number two and he picked up very important very important points every race. Um, performance like that from him really helps. So it'll do him good as well. A few meetings up in the team will make him sharper for when he, he probably will drop to back to reserve um, next month. Superb. And onwards to that journey to Sheffield on Thursday night. Bigger track, totally different kind of track. What's your prospects up there and your thoughts? Who do you think is going to really come out tops? Yeah, I mean, we, we go where we, we beat Sheffield earlier on in the year by four points, so the bonus point's very close. I mean, we, we'll go there. I think we've got team riders that like it, like Doyley and Emma are going to go well everywhere. Danny likes Sheffield. Um, hopefully Ben will be back. He likes Sheffield. I think Keenan will enjoy it. So, um, yeah, we'll go there. You know, with our team, if we ride like we did tonight and get stuck in, you know, who knows? And... You know, uh, Eric Chris do back potentially after next Friday due to the 28 day that you've got to use Ben Ben Barker for. Will that change your riding order when he comes back? Um, yeah, uh, ben, uh, Eric can come back in um, on Friday. Um, so we'll see how how he gets on. He's got another meeting at Red Car that Friday. So we'll see how he gets on. Pete, he didn't get to race tonight because that would have been good. So another good test for him, really, especially... Um, a premiership match but yeah I guess you know the plan would probably be just bring Emil come back in as um, back in the number four position where he was before he left alright and as other teams make changes any thoughts on your side or are you pretty stable with this team well I think I mean like obviously replacing Eric and, and stuff was um, sort of the, the main area of what we've needed to do so if he's back and firing and fit then really we've got we've got a very good team with Keenan going well I don't think you, you know Keenan and Danian. Um, obviously, Joe's, Joe's finding it tough at number seven, but we kind of knew that was going to be the case because we, we lost our rising style before the season started. And, um, you know, so Joe's, Joe's learning and he's, 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 he's a good kid and he's learning. So, like, fair on him. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Thursday brings. Well, it's only halfway in the tie in the Sports Insure Premiership, of course, because the two sides face each other again at Ollerton this Thursday. Well, let's hear from Simon Stead then. That defeat giving him food for thought. Not good enough in certain areas, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, giving us something to think about that because, uh, you know, we, we can't keep coming away and, uh, and getting beat like, like this. So, um, yeah, difficult when you, when you look at the score chart, you can see where we weren't strong enough. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we need to have a look at things and come back stronger. 
And sort of, you know, look at the scoreline pretty much up until heat 10. You're, you were in it. You put the tactical substitute later later on. But for you tonight, it's really been focusing on Tobias Vizelek, really, being the key person. Well, to- Toby's ridden out of his skin. He's been really good. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to find many positives out of a, out of a loss like that. But, um, you know, Toby's performance certainly is one of them. Um, you know, I think... There's a number of us who, who, who've done their job, but you know it's, it's black and white for all to see. When you when you look at the amount of points scored, for instance, from reserve from from one of their riders uh, compared to you know our return, it's it's a big change, and that that swing would have would or could have made all the difference. So uh, we know we, we know we need to improve away from home. Um, uh, so uh, that's something that we have to take on board, um, address ourselves, uh, dust ourselves off, and go again. But you know the beauty about a quick return is we get to we get to host Ipswich at Sheffield on Thursday. Um, you know it's a looks like a, a mouth-watering matchup because um, you know all our boys are certainly fired up to get one back over these. And meet again they will Thursday night in the Sports Insure Premiership uh, 7.30 Ollerton Stadium. One of the performances of the night then was from Danny King as far as the Ipswich Witches are concerned. Danny's had a bit of a tricky time over the last few weeks but seems to be getting going again now both for his Cab Direct Championship side Redcar and also as well with the Ipswich Witches and he's had a chat with Mike Boswell as well. Yeah, it's, it's a great result for me personally and obviously a huge huge win for the team. Um, I think Sheffield are probably the strongest team in the league at the moment. So um, coming off three losses in a row, you know, it was always going to be tough tonight. But we dug down and showed what we're capable of. So really pleased. And obviously on a personal note, my uh, my performance was much where it sh- more where it should have been. So um, overall happy. And sort of not being funny, people don't see the blood, sweat and tears that go into meetings and understand there's a person involved. So, you know, what... What, how did you approach tonight? You know, it, it, fantastic result, by the way. Yeah, um, it's difficult, but at the end of the day, I've got a job to do, and, and I, I try and always be professional. Um, and I go out and give 100%, you know, that's, that's what I am. And, and unfortunately, sometimes it doesn't always show, but I am giving 100%. It's a, it's a very tough level, this, and uh, if things aren't going your way, you know, you get shown up. So, um, like I say, back to where I feel more comfortable and where I should be tonight, but probably still, still room in there for improvement. Danny King, the Ipswich skipper, getting back to form with 11 points against Sheffield. Well, the other fixture on Monday night was at the National Speedway Stadium and Bellevue moved six points clear at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership but were made to fight hard for a 47-43 win over a battling Kings Lynn side. Two early 5-1s for the Aces proved important as the Stars achieved a notable feat in taking 5-1s in their own heats, 13-15. and 15. But just fall short of a shock result. Jamin Lidsey won his first four rides for the home side to finish on 12 points. Dan Bewley on nine plus one, whilst Danish duo Nikolai Klintz with 12 and Michael Palm Toft and 11 plus two impressed for the Stars, whilst Artem Laguta bounced back from failing to score in his first ride with eight points from his next three. Lee Wilde caught up with the Bellevue CEO and team manager Mark Lemon. Mark, another strong home performance from the Aces, but Kingsland push you all the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously with the weather, we kind of dodged a bullet tonight. You know, there was uh, storms all around us and uh, we managed to avoid it. So someone was looking out for us. But yeah, the stars came here and, and like they put a you know, tremendous effort in, um, obviously led by Laguda and um, Clint and um, Palmtoff. So uh, our boys just weren't quite as dialed in as they have been. You know, obviously conditions of the track had sort of slightly changed, but um, yeah, nonetheless, it was a cracking meeting. Made a few changes recently, Kingsland. They look a lot stronger now, don't they? A lot more dangerous. It's going to be tight for the race for the playoffs. 
Yeah, on paper, I mean, the whole seven teams look good, you know, but uh, it's, it's imagine just to get that, uh, all the boys to click in the right moment in the right time and, um, you know, get that uh, team uni- unity about them. But, look, we're, we're halfway through the stage now and we're still a long way to go, but um, obviously we're, we're happy with our results and that's all we can really concentrate on. Well, for Kings Lynn, it was a much closer performance than probably they might have expected, and certainly Artem Laguta seems to be helping out there, but another loss on the board for the Stars. We can hear from Nikolai Clint now, also with Lee Wilde. Nikolai, almost there for the Kings Lynn Stars now. A good performance, but fell short just at the end. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I said before the meeting, like, uh, no disrespect to Wolves, but they keep running them close here, and... um, I said to the boys and, and to Rob, like, I feel like we've got a chance. But again, everyone needs to click. Uh, unfortunately, Fred had bike issues again uh, tonight. And um, yeah, he can do much better. But only losing by four here to, to the champs is uh, it's not, not, not a bad result. It's the little things now, isn't it? And once they click, have you got confidence that you'll be there for the playoffs come the end of the season? <laughs> People will probably laugh at me saying yes, but I do believe that like, we've got Artem in. He's a solid point scorer. Uh, I've been underperforming way, way more than I should. Um, but we're working uh, behind the scenes to try and get things better. And uh, tonight was a step in the right direction. And looking ahead, must give you confidence. Yeah, definitely. We, we got uh, two important home meetings now against Wolverhampton and then Lava Neurosport on Monday against Leicester. And... Uh, yeah, fingers crossed that uh, we will uh, get the win and also uh, see a lot of people um, in the stadium. Nikolai, thank you. Thank you. Nikolai Clint talking to uh, Lee Wilde there after that meeting at the National Speedway Stadium. Well, following that meeting, Kings Lynn team manager Alex Brady announced his decision to stand down. Uh, Brady was absent from that clash. Rob Lyon, of course, was in charge. And on his own personal Twitter account, he wrote, Thank you to all the fans who supported me and the team, to all the sponsors. Um, staff, riders, everyone connected to the club for their support and efforts. Life has changed a lot for me recently and I need to focus more on my beautiful children and my other baby selling houses. I wish nothing but the best for Buster Chapman and Dale Allitt and all the boys going forwards and I hope one day I can be back when the time is right. The club at that point were making no further comment uh, but placed on record their thanks to Rob Lyon for standing in at Bellevue. Since then, we've had a statement from Keith Chapman urging maximum backing for the club following the shock departure of Alex Brady. Uh, His intention, of course, had been to relinquish control of the McKinney Stars and leave Speedway promotion at the end of this season. We had Alex Brady on this podcast just a couple of episodes ago talking about how he was going to be filling those shoes. Um, But um, Buster is back in Speedway, uh, returns to the UK from his uh, overseas trip and he'll be overseeing the home clash with Wolverhampton on Thursday. Uh, Brady confirmed in his decision to quit on Monday evening, co-promoter Dale Alec currently in hospital with illness, leaving the Stars in a bit of a tough situation, really. So Rob Lyon will continue to stand in as team manager against Wolves. But Buster said, if ever there's a time for everyone to come together for the good of the club, it has to be now. This is a situation I never envisaged. I wasn't going to be running the club, but with Alex having taken his decision, I've had to step back in to ensure that we keep running. But I have to stress, things are far from easy or straightforward. It's a fact that we now have a team which is over budget and we've absolutely got to get people into supporters to make it work out. Plus, I can't stress enough, 
that this is now one of the most critical periods that we have faced, and especially after a great performance from the team at Bellevue on Monday, this is the time to get behind us. It's absolutely essential for our future. I'd also like to thank Dale uh, and wish him all the very best. He's an integral part of the club and does so much work behind the scenes. We need him back with us and fully recovered. So that's the words of Keith Chapman there. A rallying cry for the fans to turn out in force and support the team. And uh, obviously, people coming through the gates all helps fund the uh, the, the team itself. So uh, that's the, the situation uh, as it currently is, according to the latest statement there. Kingsley now have two home meetings back-to-back um, against Wolverhampton on Thursday and then um, on Monday night hosting the Leicester Lions. So on the subject of the Leicester Lions, there have been changes there as well. Uh, Stuart Dixon has announced team changes to the rising star position, which is going to see Dan Thompson exit the side and coming in will be Drew Kemp, uh, of course, who rode for the Leicester Lions last week against Ipswich. Um, We're going to hear more from Stuart Dixon in a while, all about the situation to do with Birmingham, which is a separate story. Uh, But uh, Stuart Dixon here talking about that change uh, with Dan Thompson leaving and uh, Drew Kemp coming in starting this Thursday. Yep, uh, Drew Kemp guested for his last Thursday, done very well. Um, and I decided um, that you know I, I wanted to pursue him more. You know, in, in terms of going forward, um, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that Dan Thompson makes way, and, and it was a tough one. Uh, but this is something I've, I've never shied away from. I'm going to be honest with you. I've over the years. George Stansel was let go at Glasgow. James Greaves, who worked for me in my bus company at the time, was let go at Glasgow. And you can imagine how how that how tough that was. So it's never it's never nice, and I can understand that that, 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 that Dan Thompson will be upset at the news sort of thing. I do get that, and the way just pure, and Speedway, you know, can only happen Speedway that we'll, we'll be meeting up on Wednesday sort of thing. Um, I don't have an issue with it. It's a different team. Hopefully he'll be fine as well. He's got a job to do uh, at Birmingham. It is different teams, but I do I do get your question because there is a crossover there because basically I'm now what you call a double up manager. You know, the same as some of the riders are doing, yeah. A lot more from Stuart Dixon and Nigel Tolley. Uh, we're talking all about Birmingham in part two of this podcast. Um, back to the Sports Insure Premiership and to Wolverhampton, whose match uh, at Monmore against the Peterborough Panthers was called off because of a heavy rain shower that uh, descended on Monmore on Monday night. So they missed out. Um, their previous fixture, though, was last Thursday, with Wolverhampton facing an 18-point deficit in the Knockout Cup when uh, they host Sheffield at Monmore next Monday. The Midlands side faded in the closing stages at Olerton last Thursday, but uh, with a strong home record, the semi-final tie is not beyond them just yet. Uh, Let's hear from Rory Schlein speaking to BBC Radio WM's Mike Taylor. Rory up against a really good side tonight on their own patch. That was was always a tough meeting. Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty special around here, so Jack and, and... Davies, yeah, they're pretty, pretty, pretty hot stuff. So, um, yeah, they sort of got um, got their throats around the jugular there towards the end. So, we knew it was going to be tough, but you know, we hung in there for quite a bit, and we've given ourselves a chance in the second leg. So, we know what we can do in the in the return leg. Yeah, I mean, there was a point in the middle of the meeting. You had a couple of heat wins. So I think you had four or five heat winners in a row at one point. Where it looked like you might just hold them. Yeah, the gate positions were swinging around like they they sort of came, they they favoured Sheffield to start with. Then they came back to us, which we, then we started to get a you know we, we, we that's where we started to hang in there. And uh, 
yeah, the track rate a little bit inconsistent, but you know, same for everyone. But it, it was it was just a hard meeting, you know. The, the, the riding was tough, and 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 like you know, when you're racing against people like Jack and Toby and Adam and Belago and all that, and they got Kyle down at reserves, it makes it makes it harder as well. So, um, look, could have got the result could have been better, but. I think we've given we've given ourselves an outside chance for sure. Yeah, well, equally, you're I mean, just as they're strong here. Yeah. So are you at your yeah, place? Yeah, but you've got to remember how good Toby and, and Kyle sure, are around yeah, out yeah. the you know former Wolves riders. So yeah, yeah. we got to we got to be on top of our game and 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 make sure we return the favour. And just to round up this Sports Insure Premiership section, we can hear from CEO Phil Morris, who was at Foxall with Eurosports being in Ipswich on Monday night. Mike Boswell grabbed a quick chat with him and a quick update on how things are going in the hot seat being the CEO of the Sports Insure Premiership. You know, it's, it's not easy to just revolutionise things. You know, there's, there's small things that people might be noticing. You know, we, we've got an intro to every event. You know, we're, we're trying to use things like the podcast, which is a very professional thing into a five-minute version. Um, obviously, we're, we're trying to do a little bit with the push-off area that gets seen a lot on TV, uh, you know, trying to make it look more professional. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got Sports Insurers a sponsorship on board. Um, obviously, again, you know, having Emil, having Artem, having Dan Bewley, Jack Holder, Jason Doyle, these type of riders, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a credit credit to the clubs that can get them riders and uh, even with Peterborough with Vadim Tarasenko I think he's going to be he's like a young Emil Seiferdinov as well so I, th- I hope he can uh, give a bit of excitement as well and yeah you know we've got a lot of young youngsters coming through so I think on both sides of the spectrum hopefully the sport can go forward I understand we've got issues with a couple of clubs which we're working very hard on behind the scenes but hopefully the, the, the sport of Speedway in Britain can start lifting the level and that then hopefully that will bring more people through the gate and, uh, yeah, better product. Well, let's have a look at how things are looking over the course of the next week or so in the Sports Insure Premiership and the fixtures ahead this Thursday, June the 15th. Uh, we actually have uh, one of our first fixtures in round two of the Sports Insure Premiership with uh, Kings Lynn taking on the Wolverhampton Wolves at 7.30 at the Adrian Flux Arena. Leicester Lions in round two as well up against the Bellevue Aces at the Pidcock Motorcycles Arena, 7.30 for those. And still in round one action at Ollerton as the Sheffield Tigers take on the Ipswich Witches with that bonus point very much up for grabs as well Um, looking ahead to next week on Monday June 19th well your TV fixture will be the one at the Adrian Flux Arena Kings Lynn versus Leicester at 7.30 and uh, the other fixtures taking place it's a busy programme actually because uh, Bellevue Aces against the Peterborough Panthers 7.30 National Speedway Stadium on Monday night and uh, Premiership Knockout Cup semi-final second leg between Wolves and Sheffield and of course Sheffield have a healthy little lead there but uh, you never know anything can happen at Monmore and that is Monday night 7.30 next week and in part two then of this podcast we'll be turning the spotlight very much on the Birmingham Brummies big changes both in the management hot seat and in the team expected we get updates from the new man in charge of the team Stuart Dixon who is a doubling up manager now And we also hear from one of the owners, co-promoter Nigel Tolley is going to be joining us as well to talk about life in the boardroom and from his point of view and the mission overseeing Birmingham. And that's all on the way in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. 
Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. We'll hear from Steve Worrell in the final part of this podcast. But right now, we're turning our attention to the Birmingham Brummies. It's been a busy week for the Birmingham Brummies, uh, with uh, a number of changes taking place at the club. And... First of all, we've got to wish um, Lawrence Rogers all the best because he's taken the decision to step away from team management uh, on health grounds at the moment. And uh, replacing him will be Stuart Dixon, who is going to take over the role of team manager uh, at uh, the Birmingham Brummies, in addition to his work with the Leicester Lions. We're going to hear how that will work from Stuart himself, an interview with Stuart Dixon coming up shortly. Um, Lawrence Rogers takes over the role of uh, general manager and director of Speedway at the Birmingham Brummies and uh, Nigel Tolley joins us now because uh, Nigel you put a statement out uh, last week talking about the unacceptable performances and just to update people on the run of form really for Birmingham um, dumped out of the knockout cup on Friday 61-29 against Scunthorpe 48 hours before that 56-34 against Oxford and then the club's heaviest defeat in over nine years away at Glasgow. Um, talk to us about the decisions and the conversations that you've had over the last week. And going right back to the beginning, you know, at the end of last season, you were promising the supporters that you would be aiming for the playoffs. Is that still something that's that's very much on the agenda for Birmingham at this point in the season now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, looking at uh, the league table at the moment, I mean, we've had three league matches so far. We've won one and lost two. So we're at the bottom, but only on um, meeting points. Um, the others have got better points averages for the meetings than us. I mean, if we win another one, we're right up there in the thick of it. As I say, we're in a situation where played three, won one, lost two. Well, that's not irretrievable. And I think if, you know, everything's put into place that, yeah, that's still in my mind that we're going to get in the playoffs. That's what I promised the supporters. And that's what I'm aiming at. Talk to us about the team, though, because you must have been fairly confident to begin with uh, that you'd assembled a team to do the job that you've said you were wanting to achieve and that's to get into the playoffs um is it down to performances is it just down to bad luck as well because you have had quite a few injuries in the side over the time which which have really cost you and um you've not really been able to to fully replace those riders the start of the season let's go back to the the start of the season we've got that team in place uh which i seriously thought could contend for uh, playoffs um we've got james Wright in the team who guessed it for us superbly last season. He finished off last season doing superbly well. Um, so we signed James. Week before the uh, leagues, before the uh, season started, um, James did superbly well down at Plymouth, got through to the final and injured himself, which meant he was out from the, at the start of the season. It's it's a it's a worrying couple of injuries that he's got actually. Um, the one was his shoulder, and all the emphasis was put on his shoulder. But I mean, he kept saying to me, he said, "It's not only my shoulder, Nigel. It's my wrist. My wrist really hurts." Uh, but X-rays at that time were showing it wasn't broken. Since then, he's had further X-rays that showing it is broken. So yeah, James is still out. Now it's going to be some time before um, James is fit to ride. So. And that's the situation with James. We then moved forward and signed um, 
right? But both the second of the Thompson twins, Dan. Dan was due to come into the side uh, 10 days ago. And he sustained an injury before he started to ride with us. Well, he, he got concussed, got concussion. And because of his age, he's out for 12 days. So that plan was a little bit... There just seems to be... I think we think we've got things in place, but then things go wrong again. Um, so moving forward, the change in team manager. Um, Lawrence, uh, obviously, is now spring chicken. He's suffering from... He's in pain every meeting with his legs and with his back and with his neck. Um, he's also doing a hell of a lot of driving at the moment. So... Really, on health grounds, we decided it was only fair on Lawrence to rest him for a time, so we say. Um, and Stuart stepped in. Uh, Stuart has been working enormously hard over the last couple of days to bolster the team. And I think, I can't say too much on that, but from next week, I think that the supporters will certainly think we're doing something. Um the, the team is going to take on a new look. Uh, one point that I would make uh, is that although Lawrence has stepped down as um, manager of the championship team, he is still very much active at Birmingham. Um, he has taken on now the role as general manager, uh, general man manager and um, director of Speedway, and he will still be managing the Bulls. He'll still be managing all the junior events up there um he's still going to be very much active so this run of results that we've talked about there before the latest result at scunthorpe was was that was that the point when you thought look you know if we keep going this way we're not going to achieve the same you know i've promised the supporters that we'll get to the playoffs um we're looking like we might be in trouble here before we get you know we get started and and you feel now is the time to to address that to, to give yourself the chance of of making that aim yeah, after Friday night, uh, I was gone. Thought I stopped in Scunthorpe um, overnight. Uh, I, I was on my own. Uh, I left the meeting um, and went back to the hotel. Sat there in the bar, contemplating, and I thought, we know, we've got to move quickly. We really have got to move quickly because it's still in the back of my mind. While I promised the supporters that we're going to get into the playoffs. Um, and as, as we said before, we've only had three league meetings so far and we've won one of those. Um, so, yeah, we've got to move swiftly and take action to do our best to get into those fixtures. And I'm sure it's possible into the uh, playoffs. I'm sure it's possible. We're going to hear from Stuart Dixon himself very soon. Uh, just a word from you about Lawrence Rogers, because of course he is remaining with the club, but he has put a lot of work in with the team over the years um, and also a huge amount of work that people never see as well behind the scenes. They're pretty much every day doing something. So just a word from you about about Lawrence and, and uh, the work he's done to this point at, at Birmingham. Exactly, exactly. His life, his speedway, the, the hours in a day that he devotes to speedway is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I would not be sitting here now uh, having this interview if it wasn't for Lawrence. There wouldn't, if it wasn't for Lawrence, there wouldn't be any speedway at Perry Barnett. Simple as that. Yeah, well, good to see uh, Lawrence is, is remaining part of the setup, and he'll still be um, around at Perry Bar as well, um, doing lots of work, but just uh, a little more 
behind the scenes rather than with the team. As I say, we'll hear from Stuart Dixon shortly. Um, Talking about promoting the club, you are in a big city in Birmingham. It's very hard to get crowds into stadiums wherever you are, but I think perhaps in Birmingham you you have found life tough um, on the gate. What's the work like and and what's the challenge like of of getting people to come into a Speedway meeting to try it out and and, and your offering really of of how you go forth now and and promote the club to the people and to get the people through the gates? Yeah, I mean, it's always been a problem at Perry Bar. Uh, it's something we are addressing. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I fully sympathise with the supporters over the last few weeks. You know, the riding at Perry Bar has been boring. We've lost heavily, but the riding itself has been boring. Uh, one of the reasons for that is um, we completely rebuilt the track uh, during the winter months, completely rebuilt it. Um, we've got new shale on there uh, mixed in for the first time with some clay. There was no clay in the Perry Bar track which is now. We've also acquired um, a flatbed pickup, which we're going to be used for watering the track, uh, twin tyres on the back of that, and it's packing the track um, as well. It's the first time that track's ever been packed. And it's produced a completely different track. Now, um, the riders haven't known what they're coming to because it's been... The tracks, shall I say, have been maturing. Um, it's been evolving uh, each week. I think now we shall have a stable track that is the same every week, apart from this dry weather. We don't know quite what, know what's going to happen with that, with the amount of water we're having to put on it. But it does drain very well. Uh, but I think the, the riders now will see um, a track that they can get used to. Uh, I think... That was producing boring riding, follow the leader, but I think that will now change. It's ironic that the away team always seems to ride it all right, but <laughs> I suppose they know they're coming to a strange track. Um, but it has been boring for the supporters, you know, and I apologise for that. Um, things are going to change now. We have been doing a hell of a lot of uh, um, merchandising, promoting the, the club. Um, last week, over 10,000 leaflets went out around Birmingham. Um, and that's the second lot of leaflets that have gone out. We've been advertising on the back of uh, buses for the past couple of months, and we've taken out Facebook adverts for the first time um, um, since I've been uh, in charge. Now, we know that that is bringing in results because we can see on the advanced ticket bookings that a lot of those uh, bookings are for new faces, people that have never been to Speedway before. And again, we've got. I'm getting. I'm getting good uh, feedback from them that they're enjoying the meetings. But I suppose it's because they don't know uh, what Speedway is yet. And when they do get to know what Speedway, they, they realise it was a little bit of boring meetings. But that should be all changing. Yeah? We're doing everything we can to get in through more people in through the gates, and we will succeed on that. It's costing a fortune, but. I'm determined to get a new generation into into Birmingham. It isn't only Birmingham, though. The whole of British Speedway needs promoting. Um, and I would love to see some... It'd be absolutely superb if we could take out an advert on television. But obviously that would cost an absolute fortune. But it is the whole of British Speedway that needs promoting, not just Birmingham. And it isn't just individual tracks that need to do that promoting. The whole the BSPL needs to come together and do some promoting as well. 
But we, uh, from that angle, I'm sure we can get there. What can you tell us about the future of Birmingham Speedway in general? Um, people will maybe have seen an announcement by um, Premier Greyhound Racing. Um, they put their schedule out and on it, it lists Wednesdays as having greyhounds. Now, obviously, Birmingham has been a Wednesday track for quite some time at Perry Bar. Uh, so to see the greyhounds in there is a bit concerning, uh, probably for you uh, as well as the fans. Um, have you got any further information on that? Any further discussions? And is there a future next year for Speedway at Perry Bar? People have, of course, seen what's happening at Wolverhampton and, and the threats there. So, you know, is, is that something that's looming at the moment? What are your discussions? Well, we've got a lot going on on that. Um, but I think all I can say at the moment, this is what I've, I've said in the past, I was actually in Benidorm when that uh, news broke, when GRA published their picture list for next season. I was contacted by no end of people uh, during the thunderstorms of Benidorm. Um, and I immediately got on the phone to the UK manager of ARC. And she basically said, we've got a meeting with, um, they've got a meeting with the landlords in mid-June. And she couldn't say any, anything more than that, apart from uh, she had uh, helped with the fixtures. And she said, I've got six, I had six or seven stadiums to fit the fixtures in. And there's no way around uh, putting one at Birmingham on a Wednesday. So there's definitely going to be Greyhound meetings as it stands at the moment, next on Wednesdays at Perry Bar. Um, so we've got to look at solutions to that, and I'm sure there will be solutions. I'm looking overall at the at the long-term future of Birmingham. Uh, and I don't just mean next season, I mean for the next 10 years. And we're working on that as well. Um, I'm CEO of Birmingham. And my job is to secure the future of Birmingham Speedway, which is, I'm sure I can do in the long term. Uh, and are you saying there then that in the long term that might be away from Perry Bar? Could, could well be. Could well be. I would love to build another stadium. I would love to uh, secure land and build um, a new stadium. That is my ultimate goal. You can't leave it to the last minute. There's a lot of people that I should be speaking to in the next... Um, um, next few weeks. I shall be speaking after this call. I should be speaking to somebody who could be very, very influential. But we shall see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Certainly, I'm not going to let Birmingham Brummies die. How confident then are you? that there will be Speedway next season in in the more short term? Looking at the long term, you know, it's a great vision and, and something to work on there. But in the short term, um, what's the next steps in the immediate future? We're due to have a meeting with ARC, um, who we have the lease with, uh, at the end of this month. So um, I can't really say anything on that. But there are, the only thing I could say is, according to the fixture list, Mondays and Fridays are free, according to that fixture list. So we shall, we've got to have that meeting at the end of the month with the uh, uh, the leaseholders. And so if obviously if, if it was a Monday that was free, that would involve taking a decision to, to move up a league. Is that something you would have to consider if it, if it meant the speedway continuing? Well, yes, most certainly, yeah. Yeah. 
there, there, there are lots of different cards on the table at the moment. Um, but as I say, until we've found out more off arc and sat down with them around the table and discussed it, you know, I've just got to keep all of those ideas floating in my head. Well, the very best of luck with all of those negotiations and um, hoping that the, the Birmingham Brummies can continue. And I'm sure anybody who's listening to this can, can see that you're, you're determined and, and looking for a way forward. Um, on the track, though, the action keeps coming. You've got Berwick next Wednesday, your next big home meeting, and uh, you'll be looking for both a reaction from the riders but also from the fans. Yeah, uh, yeah um, you mentioned Berwick, but in my mind, fixed in my mind at the moment, is the meeting we've got tomorrow night at, uh, at um, Oxford. Uh, we obviously got thrashed by Oxford uh, last week, uh, which is a big disappointment because last year we beat Oxford um, away and we only lost by a few points at home. Um, and that all revolved about Heat 15 last year as well that we lost that meeting, meeting at home. But yeah, I'm very much concentrating on Oxford tomorrow um, to see what becomes of that. Um, Stuart will obviously be there and it'll be his first in-depth look at the team. Uh, we've got Dan um, coming into the team for the first time tomorrow. See, so at, the, at the moment, we've been relying on really on RR. And with the way the team's set up, RR just hasn't worked. But after looking at that uh, tomorrow night, we have signed another rider. But as I say, I can't um, say anything more about that at the moment. But we are hoping that the rider is going to be in the team for, 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 for Berwick. Um, and then we can analyse again after Berwick and see what, uh, what happens there to move on. And of course, then we've got... Um, the new green sheet averages at the beginning of uh, July, which will also give us something else to work on. Um, it's going to be a lot of action in the next few weeks. Okay, well, look, thanks for updating us on it. Good luck with everything that's ahead for yourself, Nigel, both uh, on and off track, uh, and, of course, for the very future of Birmingham Speedway as well. And uh, thanks for uh, for talking to us on No Breaks, No Fear. My pleasure, my pleasure. Look, look out for the press announcements next week before Wednesday. There you go. Watch this space. Nigel Tolley, CEO of the Birmingham Brummies Speedway team. Uh, new team manager then is Stuart Dixon, who's doubling up as a team manager, continuing his work at the Leicester Lions. But he's not just team manager at Leicester. He's also a co-promoter and the track curator there as well, uh, and now taking on the responsibilities with the Birmingham Brummies. But a huge track record in the uh, championship level of Speedway. Of course, he's uh, won titles with Glasgow. Um, he's uh, collected silverware with the Leicester Lions finished top of the league table just last year uh, in the championship and so um, I don't think you could find uh, many more experienced hands to leave Birmingham in when it comes to team management um, Stuart welcome to the podcast always good to speak to you firstly I think the question on many people's minds will be how's this all going to work then fitting it in with with everything you're doing with Leicester and, and now Birmingham as well good afternoon Ian. yep yeah uh, um Delighted that we managed to to get something sorted uh, with, with Birmingham. There've been there've been a, a couple of chats, you know, sort of thing. So, um, and obviously, 
the fact that I'm down south, you know, with the Premiership fixtures are on Monday and Thursday, you know, different to the Championship. Uh, I find myself based in the sort of Midlands area anyway, you know, those, so Birmingham on a Wednesday night kind of fits in well. Um, sometimes I was killing my time. You can all do so much at the track over two days when you're waiting to do a meeting on a Thursday. So, for that point of view, it sits well. Also, I do realise it's, it's a very big challenge and there isn't any magic wand out there and I think, you know, the directors and that know that, but we will we'll certainly try and, and and take it forward uh, on from the good work that Lawrence has already done. I think it's important that he that he stays on. That was a that, that was one of the things I was I was uh, quite glad to see. I've got to be honest because he's 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 been a long time around Birmingham, um, and I think the fact that they're still racing uh, a lot a lot is down to that man. So please, in that respect, um, it was amicable. He's going to be staying on general manager, which I think is good because I don't want to be taking on too much. Obviously, I'm not going to be doing the track or anything like that because team management without sounding blasé, I find a lot easier than I do track creating. So I've got enough on my plate with doing that with Leicester and the team managing duties is something I'm looking forward to and something I'm normally, um, I can get a little bit of winning, winning teams at home or whatever. So I think, you know, we know it's early, we know it's, we know it's going to be tough, uh, but We've got a match at home a week on Wednesday and we'll be gearing everything up for that, yeah. All right, so you, you're straight in because you've got that away fixture, as you mentioned, against Oxford. Um, and then your big home fixture against Berwick, which you must see as, you know, it's, it's not too much of a mountain to climb as far as the league table is concerned. So you must fancy your chances there, as, as you, obviously you would anyway. Um, what are you going to do to turn around the fortunes of Birmingham? How are you going to fix it? Uh, what I'm going to do is, that's always a straightforward question. I, I do like them. I'll never shy away from it. Um, from a Birmingham perspective, on a team front, you know, we look at the team now. I think, you know, I, I, I need to get it confirmed, but I think James Wright is, you know, looks quite a long term injury. Stephanie Nielsen also looks the same. So, for that point of view, running with Ryder placement is, is never ideal. Uh, we have got a guest in at Oxford on Wednesday. Who's already booked, uh, which will give us a seven-man team, something that I always do prefer. So I think you know I've looked at the the averages um, that's been sent out, the latest ones for the office, and and obviously if we're going to you know be looking at make changes, is it the injured riders? Obviously you know that sort of thing. Then have a look to see what's out there, who's available, who fits, um, and, and that's basically it. And more importantly, I think go to Oxford on Wednesday night and let everybody have a a free night almost, you know, I will have a talk with them and, and say, you know, you know, they're going to be riding for their places. I can't address it up any other way. They're, they're riding for their team places. So, and hopefully get, get, get one or two of the riders going to the forum that I think they should be doing, which they're maybe not showing at the moment without naming individuals. I always try and keep it quite collective as a team. So as a team, the last couple of results have obviously been quite alarming from a Birmingham point of view. We're not under no illusions what's going to go on Wednesday night. It's going to be tough, but I'd like to see some sort of reaction with a new team manager coming in because sometimes you get that in many sports. Nigel Tully's already alluded to this, but you envisage by that Berwick fixture then there will be new faces in the Birmingham side. De- depending on uh, what's out there, and uh, uh, the answer to that would be yes, but I, I will put a note of caution with it. When the season has already started, and riders have got the calendar and the commitments already made. It can be quite difficult um, 
to, to, to get who you want. Let, let's be honest, sort of thing. I know there's one or two maybe obvious ones out there, sort of thing, that people will think of they're listening in, but uh, it needs to fit under the 40-point limit as well. Um, I think, obviously, you know, the, the success story this year has been Alfie Patel, you know, sort of thing. I think, you know, folk would say you'd say Nick Morris or Justin Sedgman, who are doing okay, but um, I think Alfie Patel's been a success, which is good. So, you know, I've, I've got to make sure that we don't bring in somebody new at the expense of somebody else who's doing a good job. So it's it's there's a lot of permutations and stuff to go up. You're sitting with a calculator, you're putting a line through this, through that. You've not even spoken to the riders yet that you're, you're envisaging that you're going to try and sign, but you're actually just working out if their points will fit in to a new look sort of team. Uh, but as I say, Wednesday night, let's see how everybody gets on, give them a chance, and it's up to their, it's their job to, to show the, the new manager that they want to stay. Quite by fate, uh, you do have a number of riders that you're very familiar with, um, some of which are current riders with the Leicester Lions, some are recently departed, um, but you you have a, a squad of riders that you, that you know well at Birmingham. Yeah, there's Nick Morris, Justin Sedgman, Dan Thompson and Joe Thompson who are all, who are all in the lineup, and um, the guests that I've booked on Wednesday also now rides for Leicester. So there you go. That's, that's telling you who that is. Hmm. Is it Chris Harris or is it Drew Kemp? <laughs> so there is a strong connection there. Uh, and obviously you've got Alfred Patel and you've got young James Pearson there as well. So um, I, I do know a, a lot of the riders haven't worked with them before yet. You know, um, it's, it's I'm under, we're under no illusions. Oxford, they're flying this season at home. Great, great team. Peter Short has got the... Uh, the young guys going as well, you know, they are motoring, you know, but hey, uh, every team's there uh, to, to go and have a go at and that's what we'll be doing. And that starts with Oxford away. Um, the aggregate bonus point might be a bit of a stretch, but you will be looking for a reaction. You're well known for your team talk, Stuart. So what are you saying to the riders ahead of this this first fixture and, and what reaction are you hoping for? Well, first and foremost, on Wednesday, we go there to be competitive. I think it's fair to say without criticising anybody, the last couple of results have certainly no, not, been that, not been the case. I do know there's a supporters bus coach uh, going on Wednesday to Oxford and, and it's now full apparently so again that's tremendous backing for the fans we I, I need to let them know that the passion that I've got that I'll bring you know that the riders must take that onto the track you know and they'll be left in you know in no certain terms they'll be told in the nicest possible way that I expect a reaction on Wednesday night as you say you might say it's a free hit there's no pressure on us um, because we've already lost the subsequent fixture 56-34 at Perry Bar so we know it's tough we go there and put in a performance and, and try and get the, the the confidence up in the riders. Um, confidence plays a big part in any sport. And so without getting too heavy, I think it's just a case of trying to get the team together, trying to get a feel-good factor about it. But at the same time, if you lose the first four or five races, five ones, the feel-good factor goes out there. So there has to be a, a little bit of, you know, a kind of fist clenching behind the team talk as well. So I think to let them know that I, I, I do need to see a reaction. Um, and hopefully we'll see what the, the seven riders that are there on Wednesday night can do. Birmingham versus Berwick, your first home match then next week, next Wednesday. And you must look at that fixture and see that that's a good opportunity for Birmingham to really 
use that as a springboard for, for the upcoming fixtures? We no disrespect to Berwick. It's not a pool in a Glasgow. Let, let's be honest, you know, it's sort of thing. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure Gary Flint will be looking at Birmingham as an away win for Berwick. You know, he'll, he'll be targeting that. That's just the way team managers and promoters act. So he, he'll be looking at that as as we all do. You look at the fixture list and you say, what can we maybe get there? We can get this there. So I think so. Berwick have got a full complement of rider sort of team. They were doing very well against Redcar last Friday up until you know the last five or six heats. I think you, you probably witnessed that. So you know, it's one of them. I don't think Birmingham's a position to say it's it's, it's I know when you use the word it's an easy fixture. It's certainly easier than it could be. Let, let's let's not dress it up. It is, but um Birmingham will need to ride well uh, to win. But obviously this Wednesday's first and foremost, I can get a wee chat. Uh with the owner, uh, Nigel Tully, and then Lawrence Rogers sort of thing, and, and then kind of say, this is what I'd like to do if possible. Can we go from here? Can can we do that? You know, and, and see where we are. But you're right to say, a week on Wednesday, it'll be my first home match for Birmingham. And let's hope uh, the weather's kind, we get a good turnout, and the fans come out and see um, whether it be a new league, new team or not, whatever, uh, just to see a, a new manager in operation and hopefully we can we can get uh, a win to get the season kick-started again. And of course, people can watch around the world your first home meeting because it's on BSN as well next Wednesday. That 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 I wasn't aware of. So, so there we go, you know what I mean? Um, so no, it's, um, that'll be interesting. No pressure on that one then. Big week for the uh, for the uh, Stuart Dixon TV fans because you're on Eurosport on Monday and then BSN th- uh, Wednesday. So big week for you. Um, and and just a word about you because um, obviously Lawrence has, has stepped aside from being a team manager at Birmingham on health grounds. You had your own um, health concerns at the end of last season. Um, are you fully recovered now? Uh, is are you feeling confident that this is not? You know, something too much for you, for your schedule. No, I feel fine. I got the I got test results back from the hospital uh, when I was back there again in April, and everything was all good. So that was good. That was an, another reason that I thought I could take on the role at Birmingham. As I say, um, the fact that they've got John Priest there already doing the track, Lawrence is there as well. Nigel's there, very passionate. There's other folk directors, Tracy Smith, etc. I know. So I'm going to hopefully meet all these people. Whether it be this Wednesday or a week on Wednesday. They, they, they're very important to me just as the people are at Leicester they, they help me and um, as I say with my sole role really concentrating on team manager duties and I don't say only but um, it's I, I, it's not the same pressure as maybe I, I, I've got at Leicester whereas sometimes I can be taking on a wee bit too much you see me running about you know, team managing and doing the water the water on the track during the meeting I won't have that at Birmingham but that's 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 the, the good thing and um, as I say I know my I know my role. My role is to to get to improve results. And as some people might think, oh well, that's going to be easy because the results are tell you sort of thing. We've got we've got we've got to start winning our, our home meetings. And I've looked at the fixtures. There's some tough fixtures to come uh, in the next few weeks, you know. But let's take one step at a time. Let's give a good account of ourselves at Oxford on Wednesday, and we need to start getting the Birmingham supporters a team that's going to that they, that they they'll be proud of. Let's say. 
Stuart Dixon, thanks for joining us. And uh, the uh, mission begins, as Stuart mentioned there, against Oxford away this Wednesday, their first home meeting next Wednesday at Perry Bar uh, against the Berwick Bandits. And uh, let's have a look now, in fact, at one of those fixtures that really started Nigel Tully to start thinking about the future. Uh, and it was that big defeat at home last week uh, against the Oxford Cheaters. 54-36 winners at Perry Bar. An emphatic win and uh, certainly going to make things difficult to uh, try and track down that uh, aggregate bonus point uh, back at Cowley this Wednesday. Let's hear from Peter Shroke, the manager of the Oxford Cheaters, speaking to Ryan Guest after last week's big win. Well, Oxford Cheaters team boss Peter Shrock, you, you came to Birmingham tonight looking to, to capitalise on their struggles, certainly did that uh, an impressive 18-point victory here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we never underestimate, um, you know, Birmingham. They're, they're, they're a good team, got some strong riders and they, they sort of came kept coming back, you know, but... You know, we, we we took control of it, and the, the most the, the important heats, you know, we, we we sort of finished them off in a nice way, and uh, you know, sort of played around with the reserves a little bit, swapped them over, and one thing and another, and and it worked. So yeah, tonight's been a really good night for Oxford Speedway, to be quite honest. Yeah, it wasn't just uh, just the heat leaders uh, again tonight, particularly uh, Jordan Jenkins and, and Henry Atkins stood out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really proud of that, you know, because to me that's uh, you know. <laughs> When, when, when we first started putting the side together, everybody sort of raised their eyebrows a little bit and said, oh, you know, we're going to be top-heavy and weak. But it just shows you when you persevere with these boys and, you know, because they're obviously right in the National League as well and to, to, to bring them in the championship and, and, and do, scoring double figures, personally, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, obviously, Jordan Jenkins got, got picked up with Peter last season. He's really kicked on since riding in the Premiership. For someone like Henry Atkins, though, after the, the potential he showed maybe, say, five, six years ago, people thought he was falling away, but fair play to him. He's, he's coming back strong with you this year. Yeah, I mean, he's in a happy place, you know. I mean, it's this, you know, it, we took it. We took him on and I knew he, I knew he was in trouble in, you know, mentally sort of thing because he's been around for a little while, but you know, he's having fun and that is one of, you know, our strengths. We, we like our riders to have fun and enjoy their speedway. And, you know, I always tell them at the end of the day, the pressure comes from the outside, not from us. And, you know, and Henry, I mean, he, he's converting everything what he does in the National League into the championship now. So, so uh, you know, and if everybody done probably the same thing, within five years, we wouldn't be sitting here saying we haven't got enough riders. We would have riders. So you just have to take a little bit of a step back to go forward sometimes. I, I believe that anyway. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, a home meeting uh, against the Brummies as well. And uh, obviously a, a massive opportunity to continue that unbeaten start in the league and, and claim three more league points. Yeah, of course. But, you know, we take... We don't take it for granted, believe me. You know, I mean, Seji and, you know, Alfie and all that, you know, they, they all know their way around uh, uh, Oxford now. And we do try and, and, and prepare a fair track to, to have good racing, to, to, to please the crowd. So, uh, you know, we're not taking it for granted. But, yeah, I mean, we, we are in a good position to to uh, keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and just finally, uh, an update on Luke Colleen, if you can. Where, where's he at? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's actually flying out to Poland tomorrow. He's going to have in, intense... Uh, intensive uh, physio you know with uh, one of Ty's uh, Ty Wolfenden's personal um, doctors out there so he's going to be you know out there all week having three hour sessions every day and um, hopefully you know that will sort of mend the bones and, and I don't want him to come back too early because you know he's only young and but it'd be nice if he if he could have a little stint before the end before the end of the season and then you know he'd be in the picture again for next year so 100% 
Peter Schroke, the uh, team manager of the Oxford Cheetahs, speaking to Ryan Guest. A quick look through the other sides in the Cab Direct Championship. Pool completed another double over Plymouth to add five points to their Cab Direct Championship total last week, securing an emphatic 64-26 victory at home. Glasgow gave their fans a night to remember. 51-39 victory to local rivals Edinburgh on their own patch at Armadale as well, with the sides due to meet again at Ashfield this Friday. Berwick handed a debut to new signing Jacob Hook in their defeat at Redcar on Friday last week after his release due to team changes at Edinburgh. He's come in for the Bandits to fill the position left by long-term injury victim Nathan Stoneman. Um, meanwhile, Eric Riss made a successful return in that fixture as well in Redcar colours after a long-term illness um, with a 12-plus-1 haul in the Bears' 57-33 win over the Berwick Bandits. Fellow Heat leaders Danny King and Charles Wright were also in double figures whilst reserve Jake Mulford scored a most encouraging 7 plus 2 against the Berwick Bandits It was only the second time that Redcar have managed to track their full original 1-7 to with Eric Riss making a comeback from illness after 10 weeks out but the rider singled out for praise by promoter Jamie Swales after the event was Jake Mulford There was only Connor wasn't paid for a, a win tonight and it wasn't through lack of trying um, so yeah I mean the star of the show was uh, Jake um, it wasn't just gating either. He, well, he must have done three passes at least through the night to get his uh, paid nine, I think it was. Um, Something like that. Yeah, paid nine or ten, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, he was loving it. He was properly getting uh, into all the races. And uh, I think we'll see week on week now um, that, you know, the talent that we knew was there is coming out. And uh, Scunthorpe have set up a knockout cup semi-final against Redcar thanks to a big 61-29 win over Birmingham, as we touched on earlier, adding greatly to their two-point first-leg win at Perry Bar. Uh, looking at the week ahead, as we know, Oxford look to keep up their strong form when they host uh, Birmingham on Wednesday. The Cheetahs also in action at Berwick on Saturday and Plymouth next Tuesday. So a busy schedule there and also a busy Friday schedule sees the unbeaten Pool Pirates travel to Redcar in the live BSN fixture on Friday night. Scottish rivals Glasgow and Edinburgh meet again at Ashfield. In Thorm Scunthorpe face Plymouth at the Eddie Wright Raceway. And of course, pool skipper Steve Worrell celebrates his testimonial meeting at Wimborne Road on Wednesday with a top lineup featuring representative teams for the Pool Pirates and the Bellevue Aces. And we will talk more about uh, Steve Worrell's uh, testimonial and uh, about his season to date, really, as well, because it's been a busy time for Stevie uh, in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. In this final part, so we're going to touch on one of the big fixtures this week, which is not in the league or the cup. It is Steve Worrell's testimonial. It was due to happen earlier in the year, but weather put paid to that. But the weather is looking a lot better. In fact, perfect for Wednesday, 14th of June, when he stages his rearranged testimonial at Poole's Wimborne Road Stadium. And he admits himself... He won't be the biggest attraction on the night. Steve Worrell stunned the pool faithful when he announced on the uh, centre green a fortnight ago that 2021 world champion Artem Laguta would be lining up for the Pool Pirates select side against a Bellevue-linked outfit as representatives from the two title-winning clubs from last season go head-to-head in a night of celebration for one of uh, British Speedway's most popular servants over the last few years. Well, uh, Ryan Guest has uh, had a chat with uh, Steve Worrell about the season so 
far with Wolves and also his testimonial at Poole on Wednesday night as well. well Stevie Worrell, from a, a Wolverhampton perspective, it's certainly been a, a brighter couple of months and, and this team really starting to come together, particularly since uh, since getting back to that full seven with Luke coming in. Yeah, it's always tricky, you know, like you you lose a rider so early on in the year and it, it wasn't a new team. We was, you know, we was all together last year. There's obviously a, a, a couple of changes, but, you know, the the base was already there. So you start the season and it's not like it's you know, first day at work type thing. Everyone was already settled in um, and lose Luke. And, you know, we was really grateful to be able to get Scott in because obviously, you know, Scott Nichols is Scott Nichols. He, he fitted in so well anyway and did a fantastic job for us. But it's still not the same as having you know, having everyone your own. Um, and like you say, from, from um, Luke coming back, you know, I didn't expect him to ride as well as he has been. You know, I've been through injuries and coming back and I know what it's like. And, you know, I was a little bit, in the back of my mind, I was a little bit unsure of how he'd return. But, he, you know, he's really surprised me and probably surprised a lot of other people as well. Um, and it kind of been, a, been the difference really for us. Yeah, at Mon Green, everyone always says it's a it's a place you can you can make a fortress and, and build the foundations. Obviously, still got the one hundred percent home league record in the in the Sports Insure Premiership, but there have been some hard fought victories along that route. Yeah, you know we want to keep that. Our our home form, I'd say, is um, you know probably one of the best in the league when you look at uh, as home scores go. Um, if we can keep that one hundred percent recorded, you know puts us into the playoffs quite nicely with with the you know we pick up a few more away points and kind of win all your home matches you you're almost in there um so yeah that that's the plan you know we don't plan on dropping that anytime soon and we're all in really good form round here which helps you know we've got sack i feel like he's just getting better now week in week out as well and that kind of like st- makes us even stronger with having a, always having a reserve there to to help back us up so uh, you know, it's looking good. Yep, on the road as well. If we take away the the, the two cup uh, defeats at, at Bellevue and Sheffield, if we focus on the league, things uh, things have really turned around on the road as well. Yeah, you know that. Obviously, Bellevue this year they've been absolutely fantastic at home as well. Um, and for us to go there on that Bank Holiday Monday meeting and beat them, obviously that was brilliant for us. But you know, it's from back in my Bellevue days, and um, then Bank Holiday daytime meetings. It throws a real spanner in you know um, every time Wolves seem to go there on a bank holiday meeting they seem to win so um, yeah we didn't really change tradition there we managed we got out of it what we needed to we come back here and finished the job off which was nice um, you know the the score, the result at Ipswich was you know a little bit um, you know I didn't almost didn't expect to I, I knew we'd do something there because we're, we're a team of riders who tend to enjoy riding tracks like that you know that shape it, it's not far off Wolverhampton it's set up similar um, you know, we do the job here they are a good strong home team um, so I knew we'd do something but I just didn't expect to to do what we did which you know was obviously fantastic for us and I guess in a way it can, it can give you a bit of a confidence boost so. yeah just looking at the, the next two fixtures uh, Kingsland away in the league on, on Thursday uh, already been there once lost 49-41 but is it fair to say that the two teams are in a, a different position when you meet this week yeah you know Kingsland uh, they've strengthened up I think bringing Artem in um, still I don't think the team's fully clicked yet you know you just look at the score from last meeting they've um, they shouldn't be losing home matches so it'd be nice to be able to go there whilst they're kind of in this position of you know the I don't know what I don't know how you'd pronounce it, but they're 
they're just not quite clicked as a unit yet. Which you no, know, when they do, they've got some fantastic riders in that team who will, you know, on their day they could absolutely hammer hammer someone really big. But um, you know, we'll try and take advantage of that situation. Obviously, our last performance there wasn't great, but we we all know how to get round there. Um, you know, and off the back of the Ipswich meeting, you know, it would have been nice to get on here tonight. But um, you know, we can take that confidence into that meeting. Yeah, and looking back and looking ahead, obviously uh, Sheffield in in the Knockout Cup semi final. It's a bit of a strange one, the one at Alderton, because you were you were keeping right on on the tails, if you like. So only six points in it with uh, with four races to go. Ended up by uh, losing by eighteen. So the first leg a bit of a strange one. How much hard work is it going to take to to overcome that on Monday night? Um, it's going to be tough. You know, it's quite a big lead what they've got on us, um, and it's a shame that we let it just slip in them last few heats. It's. You know, it would have been nice if them six points. You, you know, would have been um, would have been nice to bring that here because you can almost say that we would would have had that in our in our um, tank type thing. But um, you know, it's not impossible. Uh, we've beat teams by more than that this year, so I think on on our night we can all. I mean, having Luke back, you know, Luke was very good here in our last home match. You know, like I just touched on it with Zach. You know, I feel like Zach's getting better and better every week and. If we if we just do what we've been doing the last few meetings, you know, I think that we'll be there or thereabouts, and it might come down to a big heat, fifteen. Who knows? There you go. We'll see. And just very finally for yourself, uh, it's the second attempt at your testimonial at, uh, at Paul Wimborne Road on Wednesday night. Nice to not have too many rider changes. I think it's only only three, and obviously a a massive coup for yourself to to get Artem Laguta down there. Yeah, you know. I'm really lucky to be honest that this time of year I know what it's like I, I'm a rider myself you you put yourself in them positions someone asks you to do a favour you know you're not getting paid for it um, or you are but it's peanuts and in the grand scheme of things so I'm really lucky that you know the guys who I've asked um, you know, 90% offered to come back so I was you know, I'm really grateful of that um, sadly a couple of names who you know I would have loved to have a part of it you know Antonio Limbach was one of the big ones which um, you know he's a current track record holder at Pool. it would have been fantastic to have him but just didn't really work out uh, with the dates but to to be able to get Artem in was yeah it was just uh, sat one night having to think of you know who I'd like to bring how I could do it whatever and because um, in, in my eyes you've got to have something to sell you know I want I want it to be uh, some of the people I don't want it to just be a, just a regular meeting I want it to be something that people talk about and um, so I sent a couple of messages and it kind of dragged on and dragged on and I, and I wasn't quite sure which way it was going to go but I think it was Artem stalling because he knew he was doing something in England so it would have been nice to be able to just get him exclusively for the for a one-off but you know looking at the bigger picture to have him in England racing with us um, in British speedways you know it's fantastic so um, yeah, I'm really lucky to have him as part of it. You know, hopefully everyone turns out, gets behind it. You know, it'd be on a live stream as well. So if you can't can't make it, I know Pooh is pretty far away from most places, but if you can't make it, there's the option to get on a live stream and watch it all too. Yeah, and Stevie is also continuing to offer support to the homeless charity in Pool called Roots to Roots. It's a local charity which he donated the buffet food from the original staging date, and now he's going to be setting up a donation point at Wimborne Road for items of food, clothing, toiletries uh, to help out that local charity. Here are the teams that will contest it then. For the Pool Pirates, the Pool Link Fabrication Pirates, it's a select side, so a mixture of Pool riders uh, past and present, and uh, some that I'm sure 
Neil Middleditch would quite happily have in the side at any level. Uh, number one, Artem Laguta. What a signing that is and uh, a big name draw uh, to see at Wimborne Road. So Artem Laguta, he's going to be riding the 2021 World Champion. Anders Rowe comes in at number two. It was supposed to be Kyle Howarth, but Kyle has aggravated a neck injury. So Anders Rowe takes that slot. Steve Worrell, of course, will ride in his own testimonial for the Pool Pirates at number three. Danny King at four, of course, uh, who uh, was the captain last year. Uh, Richard Lawson at number five. Ben Cook at six and Zach Cook at seven. So a very familiar looking lineup with uh, largely the exception of uh, Arsene Laguta there. Uh, and then for the Bellevue ATPI Aces select side, led by Mate Zagar at number one, Tom Brennan at two, Rory Schlein at three, Charles Wright at four, Chris Harris at five, Carl Newman six, and Norik Bladorn at seven. Uh, so those are the two sides. Uh, that will contest uh, the fixture on Wednesday night. Uh, good luck to Stevie for that one. Good luck to everybody else who's involved as well because it's uh, surely set to be a good night of Speedway. Uh, let's have a quick roundup uh, before we finish off from the National Development League uh, just to see what's been going on there because the Workington Comets defeated Leicester 50-39 at Northside to bounce back from a home defeat the previous week. Connor Bailey scored a paid maximum for the Comets. Luke Harrison continued his successful return from injury with double figures at reserve. Um, meanwhile, the uh, Fen Tigers secured an away win at Berwick on Saturday at the 29th time of asking. You see, persistence pays off. The Fen Tigers had been beaten on their 28 previous visits, but came away with a 46-43 win thanks to a heat 15-5-1 from maximum men uh, Lee Complin along with uh, Alfie Botel. Uh, Leicester found themselves in a tricky situation um, Ashton Bowsian we should talk from the Leicester point of view about that fixture because Ashton Bowsian was withdrawn pre-meeting um, after uh, his uh, dad became ill uh, Tom Spencer suffered a broken wrist in Heat 3 uh, so it was all uh, not ideal there and the Oxford Chargers took all three points from their NDL clash with uh, Milden Hall at Cowley last week it was last Tuesday to establish themselves firmly amongst the pace setters and Edinburgh have signed Max Clegg as their new number one for the uh, academy side following the retirement of Kyle Bickley uh, Clegg rode for the club at the championship level in the past comes in on 11.83 average and uh, a lower order reshuffle sees Mark Parker replace Mickey Simpson. In the week ahead in the NDL, six clubs are in action this weekend. Edinburgh hosting Leicester on Saturday. Sunday's schedule features a clash between Kent and Bellevue at midday. Meanwhile, Mildenhall host Workington in a meeting of two of the early pace setters. Uh, Redcar also are going to be hosting the latest round of the British Youth Championships at the Echo Arena at midday on Saturday. Um, also, the next round of the women's championships as well uh, Selena Lieberman will be uh, also one of those uh, coming back over to, to race in that as well along with uh, red car rider Katie Gordon as well and many others so that is uh, this weekend so that's the way things look uh, just a look through the fixture picture uh, Wednesday then uh, we've talked about Steve Worrell's testimonial at Poole in the Cab Direct Championship it's Oxford versus Birmingham Thursday Premiership action Sports Insure Premiership Round 2 Kingsland versus Wolverhampton Leicester versus Bellevue and Sheffield versus Ipswich on Friday in the Cab Direct Championship Glasgow versus Edinburgh Redcar versus Poole Scunthorpe versus Plymouth on Saturday in the Cab Direct Championship it's Berwick versus Oxford 
Oxford. And then we've got National Development League action at Armadale, Edinburgh versus Leicester. British Youth Championships at Redcar starting at 12. Sunday, National Development League, Kent versus Bellevue at midday. Mildenhall versus Workington at 4pm. And then next Monday in the Sports Insure Premiership, Kingsland versus Leicester, Bellevue versus Peterborough. And in the Knockout Cup, it's Wolverhampton versus Sheffield. Kingsland versus Leicester, the TV meeting on Eurosport. And the following Tuesday, Cab Direct Championship, Plymouth versus Oxford, starting at 7pm. Ah, I think that pretty much covers it for this week. Well, what will happen over the next seven days? Well, we'll be here next week to discuss it all next Wednesday, the next episode out. Don't forget to like or subscribe on whichever app you choose and enjoy your speedway wherever it takes you over the next seven days. Um, We'll be with you uh, next Wednesday and keep up to date with everything happening on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, search for British Speedway and all the information, results and everything else you could possibly need is on the main website, britishspeedway.co.uk and we'll catch you next time on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.